welcome to the 166th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, this week we're joined by Nico Gerard. Nico is the CEO of Oxio, a telecom as a service platform for brands and enterprises. Nico, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to, nice to be here. So, Nico, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about Oxio? What is it and how is it different? Yeah, absolutely. So Oxio is a company that we started about five years ago. We're headquartered in New York and with operation throughout the Americas. We, we call ourselves platform telecom as a service, uh, as a new platform. So, so basically the idea is to kind of bring the telecom industry on par with where, you know, fintech and other industries have gone with basically a commoditized platform that exposed telecom as a very simple API to, to build experiences for our brand and customers. So we, we basically focus on one connectivity enablement. So the analogy that we use a lot of time is the, the way that AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services has been sort of a packaging up and abstracting away the data center and exposing very simple API to build software and system on top of that. We're basically doing the same thing with telecom. Our model is to focus exclusively on the software portion of the network and partner with service providers to get access to their towers and the front hall. Right. Who are, for example, the companies that you're working with? So, so typically, like we work with pretty much the same set of customers that a normal MNO would work with. So we're, we're a B2B platform. So we're exposing the tools and the services to enterprise and brands across retail, enterprise, M2M experience. One thing that makes us unique, though, is that we're very much focused on delivering the same API, the same functionality, the same productization of the telecom network on a global basis, right? As, uh, as you, we all know very well. Telco tends to be a local business in a, in a global economy, but increasingly a lot of players across you know, brands and apps and, uh, and enterprise, they tend to be global players. So they're in need of a global platform that can deliver advanced features and uh, experiences and API on, on, on a global basis. So we're not quite there yet in terms of being able to address every single network infrastructure out there, but that's a journey that we're on. From what we've done, uh, to answer your question, Roger, it's it's been a lot of uh, M2M and enterprise, so connecting a lot of devices as well as retail experiences that you know kind of smell more like an MVNO in nature. But I would argue it's a little bit different than an MVNO in that we're basically bringing telecom services and capabilities inside an existing ecosystem, inside an existing brand. So a lot of the customers that we have on that front today tend to be more retailers in the Americas. Yeah, I looked at your website and and there were like quite a few Mexican uh, examples. Yeah, so so we're we're headquartered in New York, but we actually started our commercial life in uh, in Mexico, the market that made a lot of sense for us from a strategic standpoint for, for various different reasons. One is, you know, when, when you start a company like this and, and we're a venture-backed company, so, you know, you start with low dollars and then you kind of build up from there. So, you know, we just could not build an entire core network from, from the get-go uh, day one. What was interesting with Mexico is they, uh, they launched a shared network initiative like a few years back. It's basically a, a combination of a partnership between the government giving out 700 megahertz spectrum and then private investors, including more internal infrastructure, we've been investing in building out the network. Part of it was providing coverage in uh, areas of the country that were not addressed. Part of it was also deleveraging some of the carriers with monopoly market share in the country. But for us, what it allowed us to do is to basically focus on the control plane and started focusing on delivering differentiation and, and, and features 
by just controlling the control plane and having that, that the wholesale network basically handle the, the data plane, which, as you know, carry most of the costs gone. And so, so from there, we, we started in Mexico with the aim of being global. So we have a big operation in Mexico and then expanded in surrounding countries. And then we're just about to flip the switch on the, on the U.S. You know, the way we got introduced to you was, I think you guys are the ones who are powering a lot of the mobile X network, right? Or the service there. That's right. And, and it's actually a good example of, I think, like a new sort of ways of working together between MNO distributors, MBNOs, and platform like ours. One thing that I've really mentioned about our platform is that on one end, we, we focus on, on telecom enablement, right? Like, so delivering voice, data, SMS services in advanced ways to people on machine. A big part of our business and also where we think the, the industry is going forward is making sense of the data going through the telecom silos. And one of the things that we've done in particular is to be uh, build a product for business intelligence that we call Brain IQ that basically takes and transforms all the low-level signals and data that the, the network sees, the interaction with the device, what's happening on the device. And through advanced machine learning and data science, we're converting that into business intelligence for our customers, right? So it's as much telecom business intelligence for the business of telecom itself, which I'll explain how it works in the context of MobileX, but also for the business of our customer in general. So we deliver business intelligence for retail intelligence, for app market share, for financial scoring and, uh, and classification, so on and so forth. So basically this idea of a very rich set of like low-level signals in telco combined with location and positioning that we transform through machine learning. In the context of mobile, the reason I'm mentioning that is when Peter Adderton, who is also the founder of Boost Mobile here in the States and uh, in Australia, when him and I talked uh, two years ago, his idea was to not only just launch another MBNO, but, but do something different, right? Refresh the customer experience. It's not been really refreshed. You know, go beyond sort of like the, the simple model we've seen in the industry for a long time, which is to basically sell you know, time access to a network. Most people don't really know what they need, how they use their devices, but it's also like the behavior and the, uh, and the usage is changing all the time. So the idea basically was to have a great telecom service with great coverage paired with an AI. And you don't see me, but I'm putting quotes around it because there's a lot of buzz, buzzword around that. But the idea being that the service is intelligent and, and can make recommendations on behalf of the user and really start restoring a little bit of the trust that users have, have lost with their mobile operators. And so the, the whole idea was to basically say, we'll partner with Verizon, who's going to deliver one of the best network in the U.S. We'll partner with Oxio, we'll, as, as a novelty of that physical network, we deliver advanced capabilities for, for telco, including AI, so ways of predicting the churn, predicting the usage, you know, forecasting a whole lot of elements around the experience, being proactive with the users if you know signals is deteriorating or the video is buffering or you know giving putting them in control about the video quality and so on and so forth. And then Peter, as as we all know in the industry, is, is a little bit of a marketing whiz when it comes to telecom. So having him focus on the front end, the app, the customer experience, the marketing behind it. And then he went out and cut a deal with uh, with Walmart for distribution. So I love this example because it's a, it's a good, succinct way of describing how different actors that could be seen as being competing actually working together to deliver the better experience. With Verizon again delivering the physical network, Oxio delivering the, the the core network experience, the API and the AI, MobileX delivering the the app and the marketing, and of course Walmart with massive retail scale and distribution in the US. Right. So. How big of a of a brand or how big of a of a presence do you need? When do, when does it make sense for 
I think we're seeing more and more companies entering the MVNO space. A lot of them are small. I think there are several hundred that are really small. From, from when does it make sense to work with somebody like Oxio? Yeah, so, so our stance on that is, is, is you know, really telecom needs to be looking more like any other SaaS services that, that operates on any type of scale. So it's a single global network that's, you know, tier one, carrier grade, multi-country, multi-RAN, reveal all of this. And this network can scale to hundred millions of lines. That being said, in, in good SaaS fashion, you can come in and basically start with one set. The whole idea here is you, it's very much like a SaaS. We can onboard customers within hours. They have full control over their experience and controlling every single aspect of the telecom stack if, if they wish to and they have the expertise. And then from there, build a product that assumes control of a, of a telecom network and, and start any, any scale. So we're working on projects where some of our customers have upwards of like 80 million customers already within their, their ecosystem. And we're working on projects where they're starting with a few hundred sims to, uh, to maybe for a proof of concept or go-to-market validation or something like that. So it, it makes sense from, from a very small level onwards. So interesting. I think we're going to see like a renaissance of, of the MVNO, but maybe not as a, necessarily like as, as just a separate brand that's going to compete with with others. I think, for instance, you know, if you, you see a lot of the neo banks providing fintech services that want to augment that with telecom, right? So the, the core business is not really telecom; it becomes just an add-on to it. The same way we've seen, you know, say communication apps like WhatsApp starting bringing payment facilities, right? So the next step is to start bringing telco. So seeing less as telco as sort of like this monolithic sort of black boxy separate business as hard, but really like Stripe has been able to do, for instance, with FinTech, bring that in all kinds of experience and really lower or remove entirely all barriers to entry, all the friction associated with what we know in the industry today when you work with an MNL. Well, it's it's all about lowering barriers to entry in a, in a market that can be very difficult and complex. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and also like capabilities, right? Like, you know, we, we're talking to, to companies where they want to, you know, they have operation in multiple countries. They don't want to deal with multiple carriers doing things differently or, you know, they, the, the stack behaving in different ways. But also, as we know, right, it's, it's kind of inherent to, for telecom operators today that you want to do a, a, a few short things at massive scale. That's how the, the model kind of works, right? We're, we're in an era of personalization. I would argue most of the enterprise that we're seeing today, connectivity is a, is, is a fraction of that. It's maybe a quarter of the whole the whole job. But it's more about custom logic flows, being able to really customize the solution to in a way that makes sense for their business and might remove cost centers. In a way where it's very difficult for an operator to do that because the as you know, right? You you want to you're operating at massive scale and can't really start customizing how the network behaves for each customer, right? So that's that's sort of like the the gap we we found for ourselves, or the opportunity, I should say. And then combined with two areas where one is is a product today I was mentioning, right? Business intelligence as the opportunity to really change the way telecom monetizes and also the business model around it. We have some example today where the value of the business intelligence is. is so greater than the, uh, the margin on telecom that our customer is actually giving the telecom service away for free to their customers because they are benefiting on the on the business intelligence side. Where, where is that? Who is doing that? We're doing it in a Latam at the moment. It's with a company that competes with Uber called Rappi. So it's basically the the, uh, the regional equivalent of Uber in, in Latam. 
And so in their case, you know, basically what they're doing is they are using a platform to offer a customized telecom service to the drivers on the platform. But really the business case for them and the, is, is all about driving the loyalty and retention of those drivers on their platform versus the competition, right? The Uber and the Didi. So this is where our advanced machine learning on, on trying to understand usage and comparing to what they're sending and understanding when those drivers might be using the other apps and what what could be different so they can use Rappi. All that sort of recommendation within a privacy-preserving framework allow them to really increase loyalty and, and retention. And you know those dollars are much bigger than, than the margin of the service itself. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, Nico, to, for coming on the show. Always learn something new. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Love the podcast. Very nice uh, chatting with you. Thanks, Roger. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.